No one cared who I was until I started the podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew, as with me always, or uh, Dave and Peter. Hi. Hello. Welcome back. Switching up the hosts. We are, are for the first time ever. Uh, Tonight we're going to do something a little different. Um, During these weeks where we kind of have no big movie to go over, we're just going to... Each of us are going to decide on a topic to talk about. So for my night, we're going to talk about Christopher Nolan. Uh, this was how I first got into movies was um, from Christopher Nolan's filmography, just enjoying his storytelling, um, just all the ways that um, the movies make you think. And uh, yeah, this is how I started enjoying movies for the first time, um, how I really got into them. And so we're going to talk about uh, some different categories of our Nolan movies and how we think about them. What was each of your guys' first Nolan movie? Inception, I think, was mine. Oh, Inception was your mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Uh, are we taking first one we saw in theaters? Just or... first one you saw. First one I saw was also probably Inception. Wait, no, Batman Begins for me. Yeah, I was about to say mine was Batman Begins. Yeah, so mine was Inception. Uh, and the first one I saw in theaters might have been... It took a while for me to see one in theaters. Like it oh. might, it was probably one of his later ones that I just, I didn't never got a chance. I just didn't see something in, see, in theaters right away. Did you guys see Tenet in theaters? No. I did. It was contentious because of COVID. I didn't know if you braved it. I, yeah, I, I watched Tenet very recently. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure actually they did to when while he was uh, while Nolan was uh, promoting Tenet, they did a re-release of Inception in theaters, that and I watched sense. Inception oh, in theaters. That's cool. And then because they there were other movies out, so right, they were doing right. tons of really cool re-releases during yeah. that. So if you yeah. weren't as worried about COVID and you really didn't need to, because like no one was going to theaters anyway, yeah. they're doing a bunch of really cool re-releases. So I saw Empire Strikes Back again in theaters, which oh, was epic. sick. We saw The Godfather. Remember when they re-released yeah, that in that theaters? Cool. Dave and I did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I saw I saw Inception, and then also like a little bit of a trailer for Tenet, and then I watched Tenet in theaters gotcha. too. Oh, so cool. I don't think I watched the Nolan movie in theaters. I've only watched two. I've only watched um, Tenet and um, Dark Knight Rises. I think was in theaters. So, oh, never mind. Yeah, I've watched Dark yeah, Knight Rises yeah. in the theaters, but that's the only Nolan movie. I've oh no, uh, Dunkirk. Duh. Where, oh, I watched Dunkirk. Did you watch Dunkirk? I've not seen Dunkirk Ooh, actually. Oh. I know it's the one that I missed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess this podcast is like semi-relevant to this year of movies because Oppenheimer's coming out soon. Yeah, we talked about saving this. Very excited about it. Talked about saving this until July and then we said, screw it, we're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I mean... We're... Enjoy talking about Nolan. And yeah. we can talk about Nolan twice, yeah. Oppenheimer's going to be a full podcast worth of stuff. Also, Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, I would like to uh, talk about Oppenheimer with Barbie because they were released on the same day. But probably not going to happen. I feel like that would... Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> super awkward. <laughs> no, it's not. Those are the it's two a, most different movies it's I can It's the greatest uh, double feature... <laughs> It's Ever. Just it's just great. It's the duality of men, you know? No? Okay, fine. I, I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The Barbie trailer looks like it could go either way. For it me. looks amazing. Well, they do. I, I think it's also Greta Gerwig. You can talk about the duality, but I think it's just every every actor that, that is in Hollywood is either in Oppenheimer yeah, or in Barbie. So they both have really big casts yes. for a crazy reason that I don't know. Um, so to start things off, we're going to... Um, just do some different categories about what we think about different movies that Nolan has made, uh, directed. And so for the first one, we're going to go worst character in a Nolan movie. Um, this can either be worst character, like, oh, I hated that person a lot, or worst character, like, the way they were weaved into the story didn't make any sense, their character kind of fell flat, etc. Um, Peter, want to start us off? Sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, when this category, well, like when I saw this category... One person immediately jumped into mind. Okay. And it still... Like, there were several contenders. Nolan is kind of known for maybe having some underwritten characters. I think that's something that's kind of common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's some of, one of his common criticisms. The one that drives me insane to this day <clears throat> is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character in mm. The Dark Knight Rises. I mentioned this earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it drives me insane because he's like... He's technically like kind of supposed to be Robin, but not really, and they don't really talk about him at I all. Mean, they, they heavily teased it at the very end. He but... had they heavily teased it, but he also doesn't have the name of any other Robin that's in the comics. So it's like I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so he's like kind of Robin, but not really. He figures out that Christian ba- that, that that Bruce is Batman just because of a look in his eyes, which is like okay, and yeah. like Martha, which I think maybe. Kind of deal. No, awful. <laughs> We're not talking about those movies. Not talking I about think, those. Well, so, no one knew going into it he was only going to make three of those. Yeah. 
So I think they tried to like maybe milk that as much as they could. Like, oh, let's do some references and some like hints at it, even though we know we're never going to get to it, which is just kind of dumb. But it just it was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt was a like was a well-known actor at the time, and so you like I just didn't understand what his role was in the movie. Where it's like, okay, this is a big-time actor in a a really nothing role, and yet it's just really confusing and does nothing at all for the like for the character of Batman for the plot of the story entirely. Like it would have been one thing if he was like. Like, if he had, like, filled in for Bruce while Bruce had his back broken or something like that. Like, yeah. if he, they had done that earlier and he was doing that, that would have at least been something. Well, because that wasn't a really a Robin character arc that's ever been seen. Like, no. Like, you mentioned his name, but I don't think there's ever one that's been, like, come out of being a cop and, like, has No, no that's definitely not. So, I didn't... Yeah. Again, it just felt like it was a huge... Like, didn't seem like it was from a Batman movie. Seemed like it was from, like, a weird buddy cop type thing. Still drives me crazy because I feel like that was a waste. That was just doesn't didn't need to be there, and it was it still just confuses me to this day. I think maybe they needed a man on the inside because in each of the movies they have a man on the inside. Because of the Dark Knight, you have the Lucius Fox character, which made sense because that's a real character in the yeah. comics. Yeah, but like in this one, they kind of had to like with the whole baseball stadium or the football stadium and like the hostages. Like he, they already have Gordon. Yeah, Gordon already that's is true. that guy. That's He's true. always that guy. So I don't know why they needed another, I just yeah. did especially because no one wasn't making another movie. It's like, why are you setting up a sequel that's never going to happen and you don't want to happen? Yeah. It just, it seemed lazy and I don't understand it. So that, that's yeah. my answer to that. That's a, that's a good answer. Okay, who's your worst character? Um, my worst character is the Joker. Just kidding. Um, Ooh, so just I was kidding. thinking about making that joke and then I was like, uh, <laughs> uh, my, the worst character for me is also from the same movie, oh. but not, uh, not the same character. Oh, this is right. That's right. Um, it's Ra's al Ghul's daughter. I feel like Talia al Ghul or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought she was not that interesting of a character. It's like, ooh, she's the daughter of Ra's al Ghul. And, like, she's, like, was the darkness. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I just didn't find it, like, too compelling, too menacing. It was just like, okay, man. It, it, it kind of felt, like, for me, I didn't like Two-Face a, a whole but, a whole lot. Oh, in Dark so, Knight. This, uh, is this is so cool. This is so cool. I, it's awesome. Oh, sorry, but I just <laughs> felt like Two-Face was a very, ap- was an afterthought of, of it. That's, in my opinion. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. What? Anyways. Wait, is, is, uh, Talia al Ghul worse than Liam Neeson's race al Ghul in Batman Begins? No. No, Ra's al Ghul is great. Ra's al Ghul is great. I agree with you. He's not a character in the comics. Ra's al Ghul is awesome. Yeah. And their whole plot line, like the Lazarus pits and the Court of Owls, etc. Ooh, dropped some nerd bombs on us. Here we go. Yeah, you know. There you go. I I played through like all the old Batman games and stuff, and that's how I got most of my knowledge. But um, I I feel like Liam Neeson falls, they both fall pretty flat. Yeah, because like Ra's al Ghul is supposed to be this really cool, like kind of like almost wizardy type character mm-hmm. where he like basically has immortality and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like that was like and they did that but he was it was fine that movie was like he was like just a it was a fine villain but i felt like talia was very just felt flat in the in the sense of like bane was just like great and like powerful and she was like she needed to seem more uh sly she needed to seem more smart I think for me, I don't know. I don't know. You do get some inter- interesting plot twists where it's like, oh, Bane didn't actually beat the prison. She did. Yeah. yeah that's, stuff like that fair. was interesting. Yeah. That was, the, that's like, I think that's where the interesting stops. That's fair. Like whenever she's on the screen as like, and she's revealed as the villain, it's, it's like, oh, okay. Cool, I guess. This is, okay. That makes sense. I, get that. I understand that. Uh, my worst character is um, from a movie that I consider to be one of his Better, if not best ones. But I think Hugh Jackman in The Prestige. Wow. Because uh, in that movie, I feel like the thrust of the movie is that they're both supposed to be protagonists. But I don't think Hugh Jackman is a protagonist. And I don't know if that means that he's a poorly written character because I'm not understanding the thrust of his whole plot arc. Or if it's just because, like... Because in the beginning, when his wife dies, that dominates the rest of the movie. Like, justly so. I get it. I mean, I don't, but, like, I understand the vitriol and stuff like that. But, like, that begins to dominate him so much, and, like, I guess it's a tale about the whole, like, revenge thing. It's also about obsession. But it's also about obsession, but it's also, like, so it feels like, I don't know, it feels like you're supposed to be rooting for both of them, in a way. Because they're both not great in some ways. Yeah. With Christian Bale, like, kind of, sort of cheating on her, because 
It's his twin brother. No one knows it. It's like spoiler. Philosophically, it was like 2008. I'm just saying we're gonna be spoiling a lot of Nolan <laughs> yeah. movies. Probably throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like his character. And again, this movie was very dialogue heavy, which is a field in which Nolan usually suffers. Um, I've found, but I don't know. I just really didn't love his character. Didn't feel like. Besides the whole wife dying thing, he had like a strong impetus to like. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt super kind of weird. Didn't love his character. Wow. But I love the prestige. I mean, I, I'm just, I think it's interesting that we all pick different ones. Yeah. But I still have like two or three more mm. that I could throw out where I'm like, this character's also kind of yeah. suck. I think Nolan's dialogue and character development suffer for the cause of the plot, which doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I think, well, with Hugh Jackman's character, I think the movie was about obsession. Yes. About, of of the craft, mastering one's craft, because like, and it kind of yeah, and his character kind of shows like the, the 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 detrimental effects of an obsession. To, um, I, I feel like maybe Hugh Jackman's is about the detriment to yourself, and Christian Bale's is about the detriment to others. Because like, yeah, in some ways, uh, that's the, really good. The obsession thrives. Maybe maybe I just convince myself against this. Uh, get, some, wrecked, get wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> just get shredded. Because in some sense, like Christian Bale, uh, nobody knows about it. Not even his wife. Yeah. And so, like, he's hurting her because, like, she even says at one point, like, sometimes you love me and sometimes you don't mean it, which yeah. is like really sad. And she knows him well enough to know that like something's not right, but she just doesn't know what because he's so obsessed. Whereas, like, with Hugh Jackman, maybe it's all inner turmoil. And in a sense, it's really inner turmoil because he clones himself and keeps killing himself. So. Maybe that's just really deep, but I didn't get it the first couple passes at the movie. Yeah, I think it was just very, like... Maybe it's his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was just... I think you just see his down, downward kind of cycle throughout the movie, and it was kind of, like, obvious that this will happen. Like, him going to Tesla, like, going through great lengths just to uh, figure out the craft of his magic. Um, yeah. I thought it was uh, not a... Yeah, I don't think it was a bad character, personally. But, okay. yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, what were your other uh, few? Uh, yeah, oh my gosh. what were some honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions? I guess. Dishonorable mention: Jessica Chastain's character in Interstellar drives me crazy because okay. she like gets mad at her dad for being in space, and I'm like, there's no reason to be mad at him at all. Both He's, those kids suck. Both both those kids. One just because Timothy Chalamet. I knew you were going to say. Gosh, because she's just not. She's just mean. But that scene is really heart wrenching when Matthew McConaughey is watching his kids grow up. Merv! It's so sad. Merv! I'm going to probably it's, yell that at least five more times on this podcast. It's so sad. Merv! Yeah. Three. Um, two more. I'll get two more times. <laughs> two more Murphs. Two more Murphs. Uh, yeah, so uh, her, um, the the chick from uh, Inception, I forget what her... Mel. No, I uh, I mean uh, Ariadne, the, oh, the yeah, drawing yeah. person. Wait, so you think she was poorly written? Uh, yeah, she basically was like, oh, since you can draw maps... Like, our mazes, you can therefore, like, design dreams and stuff. I mean, that whole movie is not that great. Okay, well, no, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. No, but she, she, she seems to only exist for exposition where she she is there for Leo. To she draws out all of Cobb's uh, trauma, essentially. She's basically there to receive Dom's exposition. Get it? And then kisses... Out. Then kisses, then kisses Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character yep. one time randomly. That's super weird, and that is then the end of her entirely. Was to hide from the, the the mind bodyguards. Yeah, uh, I just which they like that whole movie is gaslighting. They're like gaslighting. <laughs> oh, there's a gaslighting <laughs> yeah. movie. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, really, it's so so much so that it's like you don't even, they don't even know. Yeah, that they're being gaslighted. That's what I'm saying. Oh wow. Anyway, uh, I think she's necessary, but yeah, not the best written. I just, I'm just like, and she's like the only like female character in the movie that isn't on a murderous rampage. So like, well, like Mal is, it's confusing because like they never actually, f- we're going to get into Inception yeah, later. We'll get into Inception. Sure. Those are just a couple off the top of my head. That's uh, unfair. Those yeah. Are fair. Uh, those are just, yeah, both female um, characters. So, uh, yeah. Some dishonorable mentions for me is the whole cast of uh, Inception. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, that's the next category. Um, if I may do an audible here, sure. Can I do? Um, Nolan's really known for his like practical effects. Yeah. His, like favorite like set piece or like oh. action sequence. Oh, I've got this. In because me. I feel like one of my close to my favorite is the docking scene from Interstellar. 
Oh. It's really sick. Yeah. Or the reverse car chase in Tenet. That's awesome. Or oh, that's cool. Or the just take uh, all them, yeah? the spinny hotel room. That, take all the top three. Let's do top three. <laughs> cool. Um, mine was gonna be the football stadium. Awesome. Uh, really awesome. Uh, the spinny thing was pretty cool. The docking. Are we just gonna take them all now, or are we just gonna no, say, top three? Let's do top. Three. Oh, we're doing top three. I have yeah. one, and that is it. Oh, and there was one. Okay, go. Cool. What's your it one? It is the motorcycle from Dark Knight. That like yeah yeah as it spins yeah and, like the wheel spin and then it like goes up on the wall and then turns around and comes that's back practical I don't I don't, I don't think that's practical I, I think so because I've like seen models of that oh really oh. yeah uh it's the coolest I don't care our listeners want to uh, fact check him and it, just yeah. frown on him I, we welcome you to do so <laughs> if if it is not practical I don't want to know because it is. The, <laughs> It is the coolest thing I've probably ever seen on film. Like he could like literally start a nuclear reaction in Oppenheimer. I'm like, dude, what you do with the with the motorcycle? Where it like way better? Like that because it's like it's after he's like the Joker's like come hit me, and then he has to like like the spins and does that. I'm pretty sure I might have yeah. that mixed up. It's so awesome, and I don't care if it's not real. I don't want to know. Okay, those are, that's a pretty cool scene. Okay, just just what is a football? The football football is really awesome. Cool. I watched the, the like the behind the scenes thing is like pretty like it's it's pretty famous yeah. and like people a lot of people seen it. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, they actually just exploded. Yeah. Demolished the, the football stadium. That's the kind of crazy. Spinning hotel room is pretty crazy too. Yeah, that like, one's cool. Then they get like a yeah. plane fuselage and just like start spinning it and just like have them like flail around and like do an action scene. Yeah. While the whole room it's pretty awesome. I'm really excited for Oppenheimer and like because yeah. the first explosion is supposed to First nuclear explosion is supposed to be all practical. Yeah. Well, most of it's supposed to be practical. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, dude, I can't wait. I really also enjoyed the car scene from Tenet. Like yeah, I said, that's awesome. That's also, really... when they crashed the plane into the hangar from Tenet, was also really cool. Yeah. 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 That was cool. Um, no, lots of cool action from the one movies, definitely. Um, next up, um, most overrated Nolan film. Oh, gosh. I think this is going to be where we're going to fight. Uh, I'd say save Dave for last because we're going to fight him. Um, I would say most overrated by Miles, and it's not close, Interstellar. The whole love transcends all dimensions bit, get out of town. Get out of town. And the whole, like, what's inside the black hole? The fourth dimension? Huh? I actually don't remember Interstellar huh? too well. It's been a while since I watched Interstellar. At the end, he gets sucked into the black hole yeah. to, like, provide the propulsion to get Anne halfway out of there. Yeah. And he falls into the black hole, and what should he find but the... The fourth dimension. But like wormholes, dude. It explained it. Christopher Nolan explained it very logically. He just said, wormholes. Deal with it. <laughs> Christopher Nolan explained it very logically. I, I just, just like in all his shut movies, up, apparently. Shut up. I took such an issue with that. And then like the fourth dimension is just like all of time, apparently. So they were able to like go backward in time, Morse code to his daughter, and go forward in time and figure out the whole like energy crisis issue. It just seemed like a very big Deus Ex Machina that no one saw coming. So I, didn't like it. so I agree that that part is not great. I My only challenge to that is I don't think this movie is necessarily overrated because I don't think people are saying that that part is good. Like, I don't think anybody said, oh, that part's really great. I think, I think people think, lump in Interstellar all together and say Interstellar's amazing. I think the end overshadows that whole movie for me. I still think... I, well, that's probably fair, but I don't think I've never heard anyone that's like no, yeah, people that love the movie, people that even love the movie is like, look, the third act is kind of weird, but like the first two acts are like really cool. Fair. So fair. like, I think I don't think necessarily that like you might be saying the movie is overrated, but I don't think anyone's overrating the ending. Everybody's like, oh, that's totally kinda, fair, like kind of yeah. weird, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the ending ending is kind of cool where he, like, goes after Anne Hathaway's character and then like he's there when Jessica Chastain's dying, yeah, and it's like no, no, no. Fathers, no parents should watch their child die. Yeah, like that's pretty heartfelt. I like yeah. that. And then some of the cool, like, like where they're like the where where they're living on the space thing, where yeah. it's like it's kind of all folded. That's kind of cool. Uh, I like some of that, but I do understand. Like that's that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably the biggest day sex match that he has, yeah. and the biggest like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's why I think it's the most overrated, and people love it a lot. Yeah, which is fair because it's like we said, it's cool. Yeah. But what's yours? Um. I had trouble thinking about this because I trying to think about what is act like I'm just gonna come out and say it. The prestige. Whoa. Is overrated. Whoa. In that once you know the twist, 
it's less fun of a movie. I Isn't disagree. That true for all I disagree. No, I disagree. I, I, the scene just gets better every time I watch. I it. was gonna say I think it's interesting. So like for example, once you figure out that Christian Bale has a twin brother, you notice little, everything just becomes different. You notice little differences in like when the ways that like the two interact with the daughter or the wife because even the wife notices and how his finger's bleeding longer than it should and how like this that and the other and I think it's really interesting. So I've okay so. Maybe this is just me, but I picked up on both twists relatively early on while watching the first movie. While watching it the first time. And so then I got to see a lot of that this, like through the first movie and then watched it the second time. And it was a bit bland because it was things I had already picked up on. I, when I watched it the third time, it was not great. Like I, I wouldn't say it wasn't great, but it's like it definitely loses the... I think people are like, oh my gosh, this movie's incredible. And it just loses a lot of the verve after you've seen it a couple of times, after you know what it's about. It like so much of it is based on the turn and there isn't and you kind of lose the like a lot of it is the like the hiding and the mystery. And it's not based like once you like strip away that and it's just like the character development and the plot. The plot's kind of weird and kind of confusing. The whole prison bit gets a little like what? And then yeah. And the character development necessarily isn't great at times. But the Nikola Tesla guy like being in there is interesting, but also it weirdly... Just, it's a weird move because it histor- it's a historical figure being inserted into a non-historical movie. And yeah. so it's like, what is he doing here? It would have been... He could have been nameless inventor, not... It didn't have to be Tesla. I mean, like, that yeah. happens with a lot of movies, though. I don't think that's like a... That's not something to its discredit. I'm just, I'm just saying... Like, Hitler, Hitler gets blown up and burned in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I know, but, like, but that's also that's Tarantino. That's yeah. like, like that's it's supposed to be a <laughs> he gets a pass on whatever he wants. To do. <laughs> uh, I I just I think the approval rating for the Prestige seems to be like a hundred percent, and it's considered with like no one's like best of the best. I don't think it's like no one's like top three. I would say I don't think it's no in no one's top three, and I think people would. Well, say I'd say that's true because of. But that's to the credit of his other movies, not necessarily the discredit of the prestige. To me. Well, I, that's but that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. People consistently rate it in his top three, and so that I'm saying it's overrated because I don't put it... I think it's still... I think I'd probably put it like five, four, five. That's fair. I mean, let's see. I just... I think I just have a hard time believing that you picked up on it on your first watch. I did. That just... I just have a, a hard the, time I, believing the, that... The, the just like, one's easy to pick up on because they hold your hand through it. Yeah, yeah, the huge, like, but the that's, twi- the that's twi- supposed, supposed to be the turn. So, like, the, the movie's supposed to be a magic trick, right? Right, Like, right. The, the Hugh Jackman's supposed to be, like, uh, what you keep your attention on so you don't see what's happening in the background. Which is, like, how Nolan works. Like, all of his constructional yeah, narratives are the, after the and, growth of the movie. Yeah, and the movie is a magic trick in yeah. that aspect. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the, the, the version, like, uh, and, um, uh, and, and explains in the movie, like, what how a magic trick is supposed to go. You're supposed to have the version yeah. and the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have a very hard time believing that more because like hindsight bias is a thing. Um, no, that, that, that is very much a thing. And you can be like, Oh, that was weird. And then immediately because you're like that, you see that kind of be confirmed a little bit. You're just like, Oh yeah, I knew this from all, all along. And I'm like, that's so I, so I, I watched, I first watched this in high school with a buddy of mine who was like, you need to watch this movie. It's yeah. insane. And I, like two thirds through the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's oh, are they twins?" And he paused the movie and about yelled at me for about five minutes, uh, partially because. And the reason I got it is because I, you know how I am. You both know how I am with actors and like people in movies that I'm very good at knowing who's in what movie and where I've seen them from. With the brother, I was like, "Oh, this is my big role," and I'm like, "Who is that?" I was trying to figure out who that person was because he seemed familiar. What brother? The twin brother. The twin brother. You mean like when he's in his disguise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. And that's when I was like, yep. oh, who is that? Because it was like, it's Michael Caine, it's Hugh Jackman, it's Christian Bale. And so I was like, I've seen, Scarlett 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 Scarlett. So I've, I've, seen I've seen all of these actors before, but yet this in a somewhat prominent role kind of hangs back and I don't know this actor. Oh, are they twins? Ah, I, that's a bit of a jump. I would honestly like, and also like that some of the dialogue does give it away, where it's like, oh, sometimes you love me, sometimes you don't, and that's what that's what cued me. I was already a little bit off, and that's what. So I'm not going to relitigate. Or or when I, the little girl's like, "You promised to go to the zoo yesterday," and he's like, "Did I?" 
But like, like those are all the things that like come out to you, and it's like, oh I my agree. goodness, this is crazy. I agree. Or like the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh watch. I, I haven't watched it seven times. Okay, I watched okay, it like okay. four. But um, I mean, also if you watch it like this movie like consecutively over and over again, it's not good. Like I agree. It's, I like, would say you have to wait like overrated like, for different reasons though. Like I don't think this movie's overrated at all. But like. It, I don't think it's no one's top three. I, I think people consistently say it's in his top three, and I don't, I disagree. It handles the, like, Hugh Jackman killing himself, ethical quandary clone thing in a very, like, quick and dirty, don't worry about it, it's magic. And don't really... It's pretty disturbing. Yeah. Like, in the end scene, where it, like, it fades to the right, and you see, like, cooler after cooler of Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So, like, in that way, like, Christian Bale was guilty for killing that guy. So, like, he should be in prison. But... Is it him? Like, and the, they just don't really talk about that at all. And it just, it, it kind of handles it very loosely. sparks discussion. Sure. That's true. I sure. just, that's where I'm like, I'm not denying that it's good. I think it's very good. I do yeah. not think it's in his top three. But anyway, sorry. All right, Dave, what's your most overrated Nolan movie? <laughs> it's Inception. Um, for the same reason why you don't like the third act of Interstellar. That's a hot garbage take. Um, this is just bad. It's for the same reason why you don't like the third act of Interstellar. But Interstellar, continue. Anyways, um, I feel like Nolan um, in this movie um, with the whole dream bit is like, hey, this is logical. It makes sense, doesn't it? Hey, yo, this makes sense, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? And if you don't get it, it makes you feel stupid. And uh, I, so my like my letterbox review, <laughs> plug, um, is like, is am I being, am I dumb or is, um, Nolan being pretentious, probably both. Um, okay. and I just feel like, like the whole plot, like the whole dream bit and things go slower in time and then just like shoving it in your brain, but they make try more- to make it logical and like to make it seamless was just very pretentious and not great. And also the characters were not good. But I think they make more attempts at trying to explain it than Interstellar does. They make more coats of paint of, like, logical exposition. Yeah, coats of paint that just don't work. That aren't logical. That, that that don't make sense. At least it has a coat of paint. So, this is this is the point that I would make, is that I agree with you that there are jumps that... Sure. Inter- there are similar jokes, jumps that both Interstellar and uh, Inception make. However, the difference is, is that Interstellar exists in a world that we understand because it's just physics and space and time like we understand those those are like actual things that are measured but like interstellar inception takes almost entirely takes place in dreams which have no rules at all so he can kind of make no them up. no no so like the dream like, well, no, the if drug- you go if if you go to dream into a dream yeah. and so things move slower in the second dream yeah. should it make sense because you're going into like in this in the aspect of the explain it as your newer chemistry works faster when you're sleeping or like if, if that is true though. Well, it is but what brain are you accessing for it to go even slower to the second or third well level? no the drug is how they justified that they said we need lots more time in the descending levels and the the <laughs> counteraction of that was okay whose brain are you going into what is what does limbo even mean like well, it's like it's like they like, go into one person's sure, brain and then the other person's but, brain but they how do they make I that think, i think that no one it's first of all, it's a fake world, so he's he's basically allowed to do what he wants. Yeah, and he's so least... interstellar is also a fake. World. No, it's not. It's, no, it's, it's physics. Whatever he wants. It's physics and flying it's around, yeah. and they take the theory of relativity and they go, "Hey, fourth dimension, eat it." And like, and I would argue the same thing. And no, no. but the, th- the difference is, is that at least, um, in my opinion, Interstellar's consistent. Th- inter- sorry, Inception is consistent throughout. Where yep. like it follows the rules. Even if you think they're ridiculous, it rules out. And, and it follows them. Uh-huh. I disagree that it, Interstellar does not follow those rules yep. throughout. Where it's like I there's a, there's there's the resolution in Inception is not a Deus Ex Machina like it totally is in Interstellar. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we all saw the okay. thing coming because in the first stage of the dream, they were like, "Wait a minute, we're already we're down here with somebody who's been to." Okay, I think we immediately jumped down Dave's, Dave's throat okay. on why he also thinks. Um, Dave, keep there going are also other things. Overrated. Oh, um, I think the characters are bad um uh, leo's character was like if he wasn't that good at acting i would have been very angry this is fair. with the whole movie yeah um the only like character i had fun watching was tom hardy's tom character and that's, because, awesome. and that's because he's like it's this not one of characters good though uh, i don't think so he's very flat all wait, of the characters all of the characters are flat except for tom hardy's character and tom hardy does not he, it's not like he has like 
great dialogue or anything. It's because he's a weird British dude that is a little eccentric. And I'm like, even Michael Caine's character. Michael Caine's yeah, barely in the movie. Michael Caine comes out for like oh, that's 10 right, minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like an exposition exposition piece. Yeah. Um, Mal was just super weird. Like, I get it. It's like... Mm. Well, Colin Mal's relationship and his relationship to his family is never f- completely as fleshed out as we want it to be. And I think that works to his detriment. Yeah. But I do think... I think... Um, I honestly I think, think Dylan Murphy's uh, relationship with his dad is very well done. Kills me yeah. every time. I when think safe, care- when the safe opens, because you're like, "What's in it? What's in it? We don't know what's." And the whole thing is, we're not supposed to know what's in it. Yeah, they don't know what's in it, and then it opens, and you hope that it works, and it just hits you like a gut punch. Yeah, so good. I find their characters really well done. That payoff so they're definitely so the well. they're definitely the I would say top two characters of the movie. Because yeah, it changes I mean, from being about Cobb. Once they have the little, like, descending through his mind, I think the movie fundamentally changes from being, obviously, once they get the dream because it's their objective, but it ch- kind of, the movie changes from being about Cobb to being about in some ways. It also just feels like Nolan was like, hey, you want to look how many films I can make? Here you go. And, like, each level of dimension, like, fil- uh, uh, dream was a different type of, like, genre of, of a heist movie. And it's like, Sure. Shut up, dude. Just make it's one good movie awesome, instead dude. of three mediocre dude. ones. Like, shut up. It's freaking shut sick. Up. Like, stop. Like, stop trying too hard, man. Um, yeah. And so I was just very uh, underwhelmed. I don't think it's a bad movie, by the way. I don't. I do not think it's a bad movie. Um, I, 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 I think it is very overrated. I, I think it's just it's a good movie. Where would you put it on your on your Nolan rankings? I don't know. I don't have a Nolan ranking. I know you don't have Nolan rankings, but would you put it five? Would you put it lower? Or would you, like, I don't know. Um, how many movies right now can you, how many Nolan movies right now can you say? Uh, right the three, so I think it's worse than all three Dark, dark uh, the Batman. Okay. Trilogies. The trilogy. Okay. I think it's worse than Memento, Tenet. Memento's really good. Um, really I think good. it's worse oh. than Interstellar. I think oh, it's my least favorite. Oh. Not saying it's a bad movie though. Wow. I'm okay. not. I'm, I'm. I have to watch Interstellar again. I, I don't. I don't remember. I just remember watching Interstellar and being. This is this is like sensory overload. This is great. Um, as my Hans Zimmer fell asleep in his organ. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so like I watched. Also, I watched Interstellar once. I've watched uh, Inception like three, four times. Yeah. Fair. So and, and every time I watched it, I that's what gets, I think the structure gets me. It's still angry. a little fuzzy to me of the. Cobb going back down to Limbo to get Wanda. Also, Wanda, yeah. Also, his uh, bodyguards follow, follow him in other people's minds just because they're connected. No, the subconscious thing. Yeah, the subconscious follows other people's brains. They, they explained that. They explained that. Do they? Yes. Like twice. Like how? What was the explanation? Like when he's walking with Ariadne, teaching her about the structure of the ma- of like dreams. Yeah. And she doesn't even know they're dreaming. Like when that cafe explodes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. So your subconscious can like. Feel when it's being tampered with, like feel when people. It has defenses. It yeah, has some, defenses. Some people can train. Yeah, yeah. And defenses. you can train them up, and so that's why they gaslit Sunny Murphy's character. Be like, hey, where are your defenses? We're here to rescue you. So they do explain that, and they even weave it back into the plot, which is more than you can say for Interstellar and any of its explanations. Sure. I mean, Interstellar. Oh, actually, I did like Dunkirk less than Interstellar. Dunkirk, gloves. Interstellar. Dunkirk um, gloves, which is what exception. makes me slightly nervous uh, for Oppenheimer, to be honest, because it's his only. Swipe at a historical drama. Well, I just didn't like Dunkirk because of the the, the needlessly confusing the screen three days, no three hours. Like, yeah, or like, well, I forgot the the, the time that they again. Were I haven't seen it, before. so I can't comment. And he oh. heard that people hated his dialogue, so he just made them have six words in the whole movie, and three of them were Harry Styles saying the f word. Heck yeah, cool. man! It was not. Cool. I'm, I'm here for that. I'm Dunkirk was certified um, not cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's the one movie I didn't really find. Yeah. I found less wow. yeah. good. I would put Inception at number three on my. No, I wouldn't put it that. Oh wait, okay, okay, let's go. Wait, it's, what was our? Do we have a favorite category? We have, a, we yeah. have a most underrated. We have most underrated, which favorite. I'd like to get to. Okay, category. so underrated and favorite are different. I know, I know. Yeah. That's why we have two yes. different categories. Yeah. Okay, I gotta think. All right, go. so the next one is uh, most underrated. I would probably have to say I'm really split fifty fifty. I feel like I feel like film purists do uh, appreciate Memento appropriately. 
Like, no people who really enjoy Nolan appreciate that movie appropriately. Gosh, Donnie, you're taking my take. Oh. <laughs> but you're fine. My other, the other side of my brain is, like, The Dark Knight was so good that people didn't care what happened after. And I feel like in that way, The Dark Knight was kind of like, I don't... You mean Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight Rises, sorry. Dark Knight Rises yeah. was kind of like, I don't remember seeing a lot of, like, to do about that when it came out. I still feel like there's not a lot of, like, credit to that movie. Sometimes needfully so, because of, like, the Talia Al Ghul thing. Uh, people were just, like, mad at Tom Hardy for not being as big as Bane is in the comics, which is, like, unrealistic. He's yoked in that movie, he's, so I don't care. So he's unhealthily awesome. big. He's so freaking like, awesome, dude. He, There was an interview where yeah. he was just talking about, like, how his health was just bad mm-hmm. before that movie. So I think I'm 50-50, but I think I'd probably go Dark Knight Rises. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but I just, I really like Dark Knight Rises a lot. Um, I really love Bane a lot. I think he's a really good character. I think... Um, yeah, the psychology of, like, Batman having to deal with Rachel's death and everything that she said about, like, your real mask is Bruce Wayne and, like, all that different stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really good. Uh, Dave, real quick Batman question. Being that you love the Batman so much, Mm -hmm. why aren't any of the Batmans the most overrated Nolan movie? Just because of the other ones and their hype? Because you really didn't, like... Like, one of your hot takes on previous podcasts have been that, like, the Batman was better than the yeah, normal Batman. Yeah, I don't movies. think that takes away from The Dark Knight. Okay. Maybe it takes away from The Dark Knight Rises, because I didn't really like The Dark Knight Rises. I don't think but, The Dark Knight Rises is that good. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. Really? No. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, other than the Talia al Ghul thing, I think the dialogue is bad. I think it does way I mean, too much. It loses, Listen, the it, best part of, the best, in my opinion, the best part of The Dark Knight is the grounded realism yeah. in which the world takes place and it completely loses that where he spends he, he is, his back is broken and he spends like the second like the, like, when the bridges go out and like all that yeah know. it just seems slightly it just I lose the grounded realism that the first the second I yeah um that's that but I also uh pro Dark Knight Rises is which is what I wish it did for the whole film um was the whole when the prisoners get out and they had like their own government, like criminal government. Yes. Uh, for the same reason why I like the Batman so much, I wish they delved into that a lot more. Because that's like because that was really another, interesting. Like, yeah, death by exile. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a nod to like Year Zero and the whole stuff yeah. that goes on in like Gotham. Which more is, nerd bombs. Check it out. Exactly. Such a dope show. So like if 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 they did if in the beginning that's how Bane enters like by like leaving all the criminals out and well, then so- that's how the basically the whole movie is is Batman coming back and trying to defeat. The enemies and then ultimately Bane and Talia Al Ghul is not even there. I'm for it. <laughs> I think yeah, like in the in the beginning speech at the football stadium when he's all like citizens of Gotham, like that part. Yeah, like I think Bane voice part two. Here yeah, we go. yeah. I think it would have been really cool to like meld those two and like have him like kind of like ride the wave of like the criminals and stuff like yeah. that. And they just kind of like waited a while to like make those two. Coalesce, and yeah. I just it would have been yeah it would have been cool. The bummer part about Dark Knight Rises is that it was supposed to be the Joker again. Yeah. Which, oh, it was. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah, it's supposed to be like the reason they leave the Joker alive. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So Hanging from the thing laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was always like it was going to be the Joker again, or the Joker was going to have some role to play. Yeah. And tragically, yeah. Yeah, with Heath Ledger, it's just it's just imagine how imagine what that movie would have been or could have been. Sad because yeah. you have like the different types of insanity, which would have been yeah, freaking awesome. Gosh, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, and Heath Ledger, yeah, Bane and Joker in the same movie, yeah, would have been awesome. I think Batman would have actually died, I think they would have killed him, and it would have been great, yeah. Um, anyway, I do, I still do think that this movie is the most known underrated, um, just because like I, I'm also leaving the take to Dave because I'm 50 50, but you. I do think that I like, appreciate it. I do think that like, I'll watch anything Christian Bale does at least twice. I will also... Even Amsterdam? Nope. <laughs> I watched it twice. Exception found. That movie's freaking awful. It was, it was terrible. Exception it was worse the second time. Because then you see the Taylor Swift big coming, and that's the only good part of the movie. Well, like, also, also, like, the first time I watched we it... We talked about Amsterdam on a way too many podcasts. The, the first time I watched Amsterdam, I'm going to talk it's about really it. really meta. It's so bad that it's taking up our thoughts. <laughs> first time I watched Amsterdam, I, like, laughed at the jokes. Because I was, it was, like, pretty funny. And I watched the second time with you, and I was like, oh, wait, this is not funny. This, sucks. <laughs> this is actually bad. Even yeah. worse than I thought. So I guess, besides Amsterdam, I will watch pretty much anything Christian Bell does a lot, because I think he's great. I also think that, like, Tom Hardy's great. Um, I also think that 
in some senses, like, yes, we got to see a lot of the realism, but it was like the Dark Knight is a very top down movie. Like, because he was, because Two Face was a DA, you see a lot of it from like the high society, which is dope. Don't get me wrong. Freaking sick. But like, you don't get to see a lot of the underworld of Gotham necessarily from the underworld. But like, when Batman literally gets like tossed down a sewer, like, when Batman has to go, like, in the pit. Like, all this different stuff where, like, you get to see it from the underworld, like, from that perspective. It's really interesting to me. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool. You see that in The Dark Knight. But anyway, sorry. Not a, but, like, you know what I'm seeing by top down? Like, sure. The sure. GA, the yeah. GA guy. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think Dark Knight's really cool. All right, Dave, go ahead. Underrated as Memento, though. Like, I once you said the film purists talk about Memento, I was like, oh, yeah. I guess it's not that underrated then. Yeah. Uh, but I'll still stand by it because I absolutely love Memento. I think Memento, yeah. Um, well, the like average person will probably can name like a few Nolan movies and would not know of Memento, and so yeah, that I, way it's definitely. I don't know if this is his first movie, but it's. It was a re-adaption of his first movie, which is called Insomnia. Insomnia? No, it's not Insomnia. Insomnia, Insomnia is uh, Robert Williams and Al Pacino. Oh, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of different. Anyway, it's a which it's I'm a reimagination. Yeah, I've heard it's not that good, which yeah. is surprising given the cast. Yep. Anyway, it's a reimagination of his actual first movie. Oh, okay. Which cool. is worse, Memento. Great. I, um, I watched this at a, a, a age uh, that's a little too young for the audience, intended audiences with my uh, dad. And I just remember being absolutely um, bewildered by the storytelling technique. Of, it's, it's really trippy. Um, and then I watched it again and I was like, this is still awesome. And I watched it one more time. And I was like, this still holds up. Um, yeah, I just love this movie. I think it's in my top three. Uh, maybe my number. I think it's his most ingenious. I'll, yeah, I think that's why it's. Why I like it so much is because it's his most ingenious storytelling. Yeah, and I, and I feel like Christopher Nolan should now stop making movies that warp time. Peter, you seen this one, right? So yeah, this is my take. My I totally agree with you on this. That this movie is high key underrated. Yeah. Because I think it's pretty clearly his second best movie, and I don't think it's particularly close. Ooh. I think. It is the because it is it is Nolan where at his like least Nolan yeah where it is a like a pretty realistic premise with with like not like the there's not crazy set pieces or stunts or those types of things it's not even that like the story if you just put it into linear is not even that hard to follow no it's 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 fairly. You know the, the the dialogue is good. Mm-hmm. The character development is Great. really interesting that's because true. it's background. Yeah, that's it, true. Because it's happening backwards. Those those things are amazing, uh, and so it's the least, and it's shot differently. Where it's like the the, the it's a bit grainier yeah. kind of footage, almost like it's filmed through a Polaroid. Yep. It's it is because it was his like first movie, and he had such a low budget, and that's part of why there was lack of set pieces. But yeah. I think it works to its. But point. I think it like kind of like works with the movie. Yeah, that's no, like this is like grainy and kind of kind of uh, not well like HD because it's like kind of like memories it's like it's it's it, That's you can also see the, it like yeah. through that way it is the, which is awesome it is, so it is it is I think it's his best it's his second best movie and because it is the least like he gets I think he gets into some bad habits later on uh, putting like set design and like you know kind of th- those types of you know like big practical effects above story and character which is sometimes frustrating is like if he, he made this and this was so good Mm-hmm. It's. I just wish that he added just a little bit more effort toward that in some of his other movies because I think that ele- that would elevate some of his other movies. Uh-huh. I think I love this movie. I think it's a crime that people don't talk about it, and people are always throwing like the dark, you know, people throwing around Interstellar, Inception, and this movie is leaps and bounds better than all of those. Yep. And so, like, like especially I'll, Inception. I look. I I will agree that <laughs> I, we can agree that Memento is better than Inception. Yep. And I think it's not particularly close. It's so good. And it's like, again, this is, I think this would be swept under the rug of Nolan's legacy. And that's a crime because it's, I think it's his second best movie. And that's only because the, the Dark Knight exists. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Last but not least, um, best movie. To be clear, favorite, not like what we actually think is his best main or like, you know, clinically best movie. Luckily, my answer is the same for both, but fair. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait since we've kind of already heard um from my top five. Dave, go ahead. Uh, my favorite is uh, it's really hard between Dark Knight and Memento. 
Um, I as right now because I we talked about Memento so much, <laughs> it's probably gonna be Memento. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love this movie. <clears throat> I mean, we talked about it. There's not much to talk about. Yeah. Dark Knight is great. I absolutely love Dark Knight. But it's fantastic. It like yeah. I mean, it's 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 a great movie. But Memento takes it yeah. for today. It might be Dark Knight tomorrow. Fair enough. My answer is the Dark Knight because Dark Knight is not only the best Christopher Nolan is not my favorite not just my favorite Christopher Nolan movie it is my favorite movie of all time uh, it is the it is no it, what I said about Memento is also true of the Dark Knight except it also has the awesome freaking awesome like practical effects effects and action that Memento doesn't have mm-hmm. where it's got the character development or it's got some a little bit less character development. It's still good character development, yeah. especially of Harvey Dent. I think the, yep. the Dent it's development is incredible. And they have the freaking school bus robbery scene at the beginning, which Dude, is the probably the best opening scene to any movie ever. I would totally, I would a thousand percent agree with that. Anytime I see like twelve school buses just hanging out somewhere in a parking lot, I'm like, "There's the Joker's about to go and rob yeah. the bank." And like just, the zip lining. And the clowns killing each other, like on the way up, and they don't. You don't know which one's the Joker, and it's like, oh, this guy, you know, who pl- he, th- he thinks he playing that he just yeah. plans the job. And so gets I didn't even think Joker was gonna be there, to be honest. And then right when he disappears, I was just like, oh shoot, this is oh gonna be a great gosh. movie. Yeah. It's an awesome movie. That it's so good. The the end, like just the beginning to end, where it's like I, I watched like the end where it's like you know he's not the hero, you know. Yeah. So, we're, yeah. so we'll chase him. You know. Yeah. You know, watchful so cool. protector. And also just like all of the behind the scenes stuff about like. Heath Ledger being just a freaking amazing actor and like the cast too good of an actor to be totally honest actually drove himself insane yeah Yeah. the cast being like generally surprised whenever he would like walk up in the scene and like just all the improv moments of like him just being the Joker is really cool yeah he's it's probably he his performance of the Joker is in film history one of the probably greatest villain performance villains of all time most legendary performances of all time it's like him Darth Vader, Hannibal Lecter, and fill in the blank for Wasn't Super Blown Away by Hannibal Lecter? I have not seen that movie. I will not see that Wait, movie. Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. Will Wasn't Super Blown Away? I was like... I still need to watch it. I was like, he's scary. Uh, will not. End. <laughs> uh, wait, Dave, what did you think of the Gotham Joker? Brief, uh, brief, se- uh, brief little detail. Did you here. see that show, Dave? Oh, I love Gotham. The Go- Gotham is so cool. Um, Gotham is so awesome. It's for the same reason why I think the Batman is better than the Dark Knight. Um, anyways... I think I like Gotham because they don't go, alright, in season one we have the Joker. In season two we also have the Joker. In season three we also have the Joker because they actually understand that there are more than just like three villains in the universe and like flesh them out. I think it's awesome. But what did you think about the Jokers? The Joker. Uh, yeah, I think it, uh, I, I liked the acting very much. I do think it was a ripoff of Heath Ledger. But I like quite literally rip off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. There's, yeah. there's a bit in uh, season four of Gotham where he he dies. The Jokers are like twin brothers. Yeah. So there's he restaples his face back to his face. He pulls he pulls his face off and then restaples it back because the, this cult following happens around the Joker. And um, he dies. So it's not just a Gotham thing that came out in the comic books first. Yeah. And then they try to adapt it, which I thought was weird. pretty cool. There's like an extremist. There's like an extremist. I mean, Joker's a weird character. Yeah. Yeah, but it just no. It's actually like it's Joker. Tom Phillips. Heath Ledger's Joker became a lot more. Is a lot more like mild yes. once he came out. Yes. And the comic books ran with it. Like he, the Joker's for the yeah for the um, in the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, the storytelling pulls a lot from the same comic strip that the Gotham does. Is because like the cult following, yeah. like the he's like the leader of this extremist group, and so that he dies for like a few hours, and they're like don't try to defib him. They just like rip off his face and try to make this like they try to like re summon the Joker. Got it. He comes back. Because they resummon him, and then he just staples his face back on, and it's like really grisly. Yeah. yeah. But I really think like Cameron McKagan, McConaughey, no he's great at acting. I think he's probably the second best Joker to do the thing. Wow. But Joaquin Phoenix, I disagree. He's tied yeah. for a second. It's pretty clearly Joaquin. Also, also seeing Barry, seen Barry's uh, deleted scene on the Batman. I'm I like, oh, no, I I have Joker force. No, I have Joker fatigue. I do. Some people have superhero fatigue. I have Joker. Well, fatigue. he's not. You also have superhero fatigue in the sense yeah, of MCU. Do. Yeah. So, but Shazam Two, Fury of the Gods, baby. I, I don't think we're not talking about this on this podcast. We're not doing it on this podcast. <laughs> I said brief detour. Yeah. I uh, 
I do. I think Matt Reeves' uh, Joker's not supposed to be in Part Two, uh, Batman Two. He's supposed to be the big bad of like the because it's gonna be a trilogy. And yeah. It's gonna be the final boss. Who's the bad guy in the second one? We don't know. It's not Joker though. I hope it's somebody. I hope it's Mister Freeze. I hope but, it's somebody that we haven't seen redone and redone. Like if it's Scarecrow or somebody. Anyways, or the Penguin. He's already up up in. They're the making movie. a TV show about him. That's, that's what Colin Farrell's working on right now. It's kind of weird. HBO Max TV You're show. telling me you wouldn't watch... I'm uh, not loving the whole, like, Colin Farrell being a TV guy now. I know, but, like... He, he was never... He made three movies last... last uh, I'm saying that he's devoting all this time to a TV show. I feel... Like I, I don't know. I don't know. If, like, you're telling me you wouldn't watch, like, an eight-episode HBO Max miniseries about, like, the crime lords of Gotham starring uh, Colin okay, Farrell's Penguin? Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty sick. I'd be interested in that. And that's also why I love Gotham is because of, like, all the different yeah. angles that it took at Gotham. Exactly. So, if it starts to branch out like that, I'm, I'm in. I, I don't know what the villain of part two would, uh, of number two would be, but I don't know. We kind of got sidetracked a bit there. Killer Croc. Uh, Killer Croc would be great. Uh, but what's your favorite, favorite Nolan? Yeah, okay. yeah. My favorite Nolan movie... Was when we did top five and still is Tenet. I'm gonna stray from the pack a little bit here and say that um, I really, I really like superhero movies. I really love spy thrillers, and it's really easy to mess up a spy thriller. Um, and I think Tenet is such a new take on one. It's just so cool. Um, I think it's probably like you said, Memento being his least known movie is what makes it so good in your opinion. This is the most Nolan movie I can think of. It feels like all the other movies are homework, and Tenet is the test, in a way, of like... Oh, wow, okay. I think that's, that's under, a fair point. Like, using all of his, like... He conglomerates a lot of different devices that he uses in different movies, and pulls them all into the same movie. And it's, it's really cool. The fact that there are multiple of the same character, of Robert Pattinson's character, Neil, throughout the plot, that you don't even see till the end, like... He's in the beginning in Tallinn in the or- orchestra scene, which people were mad about the audio mixing because he mixed it himself at home during COVID, and it kind of showed. But the thing is, I didn't have a problem because I watched it at home with with subtitles on. So I was it was great. Theater. I was in the theater. It was really loud. I didn't have any problems with the audio mixing. <laughs> it was really loud. <laughs> like if if it was in Dolby, I don't know what would have happened. Um, but I loved it. So I saw it in Dolby. Oh no! <laughs> so, which probably this is why you're so loud. This is like, yeah, I still his hearing's never been, yeah, never been what it was. Same. Yeah, uh, which is probably why I would say that I, I, that's why I think this movie's bad. I don't think this movie is good. You don't even think it's good? I think it's. I think it is the worst of Nolan because it is the conglomerate. You think it's? You think it's worse than Dunkirk? Oh, you just, uh, you I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it's Dunkirk. It's not worse than Dunkirk. Uh, it is. It's just the least enjoyable. I. Oof. The way that um, the way that I felt about the way that Dave felt about Inception, I feel about Tenet. Where it's like I understand. I tr- I think I really get Inception. I've seen it several times. I understand what he's trying to do. Tenet. To be fair, I've only seen it one and a half times. Well, um, that's the thing about Tenet is like the same way that he does the movies, like it, it's fashioned after the story, like with the whole like prestige is the trick. Like Tenet is backwards and forwards. And so they don't re- like at the very end when the Neil monologue happens and he's yeah. like, "This is the beginning of our friendship." For you, it's great the- Casablanca reference. Yes, for you, it's it the end. But for you, it's the end. Or like, no, he says, "For me, it's the end," because he has to go back in time, re-put all the pieces back together. So it's like when you go back and rewatch the movie, you understand a lot more about how the Neil character even works. Because like when they show up to meet together in Dubai at the arms dealer guy, he knows his drink. He knows Johnny Washington's drink, which I didn't notice in the first bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looked like he did his research. Sure, but it's really because yeah. it's like the beginning of their friendship for him. So going back in time, weaving all the pieces together, saving his life in the orchestra because his orange, uh, yep. little like the lanyard, yeah, is what gives him away. Yep. And so there's actually three of them. There's one because when you uh, when he transitioned in the last battle um, through like time in the blue red room, he was one of the bodies that like had to die so that John A. Washington could like dismantle the bomb. So there's a third one of him that I didn't notice until my third watch that's really crazy. And so I just love that he was like, you know what? I don't care if it makes sense. I'm going to do it. So, But it does. So so um, I actually do like this movie quite a bit. Um, I don't – yeah. I like this movie quite a bit. 
um, even though I hated, not hated, I thought it was fun. Even though I think um, Inception was vastly overrated, and um, they're they're very similar movies in the sense they of, are like, logical high speed. Um, like the first half is a high speed. Oh, uh, and then sure. and then because yeah. and it's because um, Nolan uh, when he was explaining Tenet's logic, oh, uh, was very illogical. But the scientist, <laughs> the scientist woman says, "Hey, don't think too much about it. It's more like just feel it." And I was like, "Got it, Nolan. I'm about to feel this movie." I felt it, and it was it was so cool. it was zigzaggy. It also, was car flipping. It was, it was explosion having. It was betraying. It was, it was oh wait, connect to the beginning. It was more. I want to watch this a second time. In it was great. I, I mean, like, I didn't like it as much as him, even though I sound like I liked it a lot. Um, I I thought it was a great. It was a good movie. I love Nolan actually as much as anybody. But when we've said that before, that dialogue and character development struggle, I think this one is really well in that. Not for the protagonist at all, because he doesn't even have a name, so that's tough. Yeah. But for Elizabeth Debicki's character, which like she did freaking awesome. Being like this blackmailed wife to a warlord, and like his development of like the whole like he's just a mad man who wants to end the world, and like it was just really good. And the espionage was like measured up to the story and the action for me, and I thought it was freaking awesome. Um, also, John David Washington, not a good actor, um, from the two movies I've watched him in, but he doesn't need uh, to be pretend exactly. It's all awesome. like Christopher instead of Inception being Inception. Leo kind of having to carry that character's role. You could Christopher, been... Christopher Nolan was just like, you know what? It's fine. Like, y- you can be very bland and we'll make everything else great. So my understanding of why he chose him for that role is because he's a former, really, like, former, like, big athlete. Yes. And you needed someone yes. to that be makes able to, sense. to do the mm-hmm. stunts and stuff. Because, because the, the fighting the, reverse. The fighting the reverse, reverse in the airport yeah. was... Awesome. Yeah, is it's cool. so cool. That part is really cool. You could have put a 2x4 in his place, and I still be like, this movie freaking rocks. Because, <laughs> like, again, that character, you, there's, you don't have the opportunity to fall flat because there's not a character to play. Yeah. You're just, like, a dude. Yeah, you're just, you're just running. And, like, Robert Pattinson's espionage bits made me excited for Batman, which was, like, my own opinions on that. But I thought he did a really good job in that role. And, like... Robert yeah. Pattinson was good. He was definitely good. He's good in a lot of, but like, there's no character. Like, there's really, I don't, I disagree about the character development. I think it's just, I don't want to. Between, uh, I don't want to. I don't have to watch a movie five times in order to understand what's going on with the characters. You're not supposed to understand. That's just, it's a feeling. Yeah, that's stupid. Don't try. That's stupid. No, it's, it's such a cop out. No, it's like, not. I'm not going to try to make you understand what's it's going not, on in my movie. It's Nolan being realistic and being like, dude, I just learned from here. Here is something yeah. I want to show you. Yeah. And. It, it's gonna be awesome. See, they spend way so too much cool. time trying to explain it, and then they're like, "Actually, shut up! Don't try to understand it." They spend a lot of time. No, trying okay, to explain see, it. But if they hadn't, it would have been two hours of action nonstop, which like cool in a way, but like the but even provide the break. Also, in the, in the way they explain it, like <laughs> the protagonist does still doesn't get it yeah. every time they explain like, it. Like when it's much like. It's, it's, yeah. Like, when Neil and the protagonist are on the way in the airlock to the last battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, so let me get this straight. So this, 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 this. And Neil's like, sure. Exactly. It's like, what? That's not, but it's awesome. And it works. Yeah, the future's at war with the past. So stupid. What? It's more complicated than that. No, it's going to dreams. I mean, I'll get my loan on that one, actually. Yeah. But, like, my big problem with Tenet is that it, it takes, like, we have rules for time travel because we've seen enough movies, we've read enough, you know, read enough books, we understand enough But time it's such a unique books. time travel experience. But it does, it does still run into the same paradoxes of, like, what, like, how can something, like, that happened previous, like, how is something that's going to happen in the future not be affected by things in the past? Where it's like, like, that's the problem. Where it's like, if there's no, if it's constantly a circle that has no beginning, well, why it's, it's, then why does it always, ever have a beginning? That's because that's they're both happening at the same time. Like, time. in the battle, when, yeah. when the red team is moving out, the blue team is moving in, and, like, it's all happening at the same time to reinforce each other. And no, 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 in a way, it's kind of like predestination. No, but in the same... Did it solve? No, but at the, <laughs> no, but at the same time, the problem is, is that there's, if, there, if it's constantly a circle, there's therefore no beginning. And that creates the problem where there's no ever start. Point, yeah, and the, which so, like so I think that's sorry. It doesn't. I'll let like, you. Cut. Time is not a circle. 
I'm sorry. Like, so if, and in this movie, Clusters are more. there it is, there's a start point and an end point for time and there's a finite ability. So it's like, if, if it's, you're going backwards and forwards all the time, you're never aging, you're never dying. Like no one's actually ever dead because you can just go back in time and reverse yourself alive again. Well, no, if, no, no, that's not what's happening. Cause Neil actually has to die. Like, but he apparently dies twice. A no, he of, dies once. A version of Neil has to die. But Neil, all of Neil's fates are dead in that instance. We're looking this at this movie from the perspective of the protagonist. That's why it looks like no, how, is, how is he killed then in the red room, and then also killed in the. Or, he's not killed in the red room. He's just one of the bodies. What you said? No, he no, gets sorry, shot. sorry. He gets just, shot. Uh, that's the one time he dies. He's shot right by the in that scene where they're dismantling the bomb. Yeah, he gets shot in the that's head what? to like open the door. And then, because of that, John David Washington's character is able to go in and dismantle the bomb and stop the whole thing. I thought, what about in the orchestra scene? He's also dead there. No, no he's not. No, he's not. He saves uh, the protagonist. No, no, but then he's shot. No. He's killed there. No, he runs away. No, the, no, they have the, the bead thing. He's dead. No. The lanyard bit. I thought I, he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's not. I swore he's dead. And it's a big deal because it's like, oh, he's dead. I received the end scene where they show the bead as... Oh crap! He does like he gives his life for him in the end, or the beginning. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I've only seen this movie again one and a half times. Uh, I feel like I think he, he dies. Was, I feel like he was alive in that bit. Yeah. Um. So, again, but the fact that I've seen this movie more than no, once, and you know I what, 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 you know what it was? It was when because it was a reverse shot. Remember, it was a reverse shot that got pulled out of one of the like pews, and the that guy, the guy who we don't know yet, is Neil. He saves, uh, sees the bullet coming out and like brushes the protagonist back and then runs away. Yeah, that's why. Away. That's why he focused on the lanyard as he's running away. Yeah, because Johnny Washington's like so confused because the bullet just went in reverse and that's the first I exposure. Killed the you guy. Yeah, in front of and well, to kill uh, the guy. John that's David the first Washington's exposure fight. you have to the tenant technology. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And so then you, I just it's running away game. and you're focusing on the lanyard. I've seen this movie more than once and I still don't ba- understand basic parts of the plot. I don't think that's a sign of a good movie. No, you've seen it one and a half times. I feel like that doesn't. I really think happen. I think it just means it's I've seen, okay. I saw the first half twice. There, the second half, which is, the part I'm confused on, is the first half. I'm not confused about like. Also, at least a great discussion in yep. the sense of like who is Neil and like there's like. A group of people who think Neil is a little is uh the son. That's another interesting thing. Which because because then because then the he movie goes back ends. To watch him. Yeah, he goes back to take care of him. Yeah, which is then, interesting. Yeah, and all and it seems like a, again I say this it seems like a circle because we're looking at it through the through the lens mm-hmm. of John uh the protagonist's view, which then would make it seem like a circle because he's living through yeah stuff that three people are in. But if you get individual individual of these, all of these individual characters, and you just stretch them out, mm-hmm. it's a single line. And you have this, and you have the like, it's just a little scrumbled ball. Yeah. at some points. What I said about the Nolan's movies, like pulling from each of the tropes, like you have the clones from the Prestige bit, like yeah. in the red room, green room. You have the, like time works differently from Interstellar, but like more explained. Yeah. You have the time works differently from Inception too. I just think it's great. And you have, like, the high-style stuff from Inception. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I am willing to give... I have given Nolan a pass for the logic in his movies. I did it for Inception. I think it's overall good. Interstellar's not quite as good, but I give him some pass because there are other things that are good. Tenet is where he completely lost me. But there's no Deus Ex Machina. He starts with the formula, and he ends with the formula. Well, the thing... The the problem is is that a Deus Ex Machina is is only when an unexplained ending to the movie ha- occurs. I think the entire movie is not explained well, which is why, I, like, the entire movie... It's is a feeling, just, man. You again, feel it. it drives me nuts. Um, real quick, then. What's uh, two, three of your top, of, top Ooh. three? We don't need to go to you uh, first, Andrew. Okay. We can go to Peter first, because I think he has a... Yeah, of, Dark Knight uh, 1, uh, Memento, clearly 2, and then probably lower uh, Inception 3. Okay, mine yeah. is... Um, but, it, like, one and two are, like, Dark Knight and Memento are a lot closer. I think Inception is a, is a step below those two. Okay, yeah. uh, mine's um, Memento, Dark Knight, interchangeable, depending on the day. Sure. And then Prestige. Okay. So I am one of those uh, people who put Prestige in their top three. I think Prestige is in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Tenet, Dark Knight, Memento. Okay. I would say, that, like, yeah. Dark Knight. 
So where's none of us have uh, Inception in our top three? I, I, I literally put that in my number. Oh wait, three. that was my. Oh, that's right. Inception that's right. L. That's a big L for me. Guys, do you even listen to your? Wow, I don't listen to you. That's, that's fine. I don't listen to bad the one. The one time I don't host, and you're just like I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Murph. That, you no, just wanted to get one more. I, 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 I had. Two, that's I had four. Two, I have one more. Oh, left. that's true. You have another. Um, Why take us home, Andrew? Yeah, so that's been it. Um, those are our categories for Nolan movies. Um, yeah, I think next week, do we have a plan for what next week is? Um, next week is... Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Peter, what's next week? We are doing the Rocky movies and the Creed movies. To celebrate Creed 3. To celebrate Creed 3. Creed Freaking baller, dude! I just we're, this is gonna be like a four-hour podcast, yeah. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be fanboying over Jonathan Majors, dude. And Michael B. Jordan, yeah. Just, well, we're gonna talk about each the like we're gonna talk about the, the good the Rocky, the original Rocky movies, and we'll be talking about all three of the creeds. Uh, I just like, and then why Michael B. Jordan directing is a bad idea, but that's for next. Uh, anyways, Whoa. that's for next we'll week. We into a lot of that. Yep. yep. Um, thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Real Bad Takes. Mark.